0: Welcome to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, where we explore the mindset, behavior, and success strategies of high-achieving women. It's an inspirational show that helps ambitious women maximize their performance from the inside out and thrive in the world of business. I'm your host, Shona Rowan, inspirational speaker, mindset and high-performance coach, and founder of the Psychology of Successful Women Career and Business Acceleration Programs. On each episode, you will hear insightful conversations with trailblazing women about how they have built a successful career or thriving business and how they cope with setbacks and challenges. Most importantly, each episode will help you sharpen your mindset, share practical advice and inspire you to take your success to the next level. On today's episode of the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, it is my huge pleasure to introduce Stephanie Comar. She's the External Relations Manager for Technology and Innovation at Shell, and she also looks after corporate communications for Shell's Chief Technology Officer. Steph is a true world citizen. She was born in Indonesia with a Dutch nationality. She grew up in Singapore and now lives in the Netherlands. Professionally, she has worked in Europe, Africa, Asia, and Australia, and she has more than 15 years of experience as a communications professional at Shell in various roles. We had a really open and engaging conversation about the importance of following your natural strengths in your career, her journey to finding her authentic self and realising that being different is a good thing, how to work with fear and doubt instead of resisting it, why compassion is one of her core values as a leader, lots of practical tips and advice to help you boost your career, and so much more. So, Steph, welcome to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast. It's so great to be speaking with you today.
1: Hi, Shona, I am so happy and delighted to join you today. um it's 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 been a delight to know you all of these years. And when you asked me um to join you with a podcast, of course, I said yes,
0: um, because I just
1: love your work.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Likewise, and I've been looking forward to this conversation all day. So perhaps to get started, you could tell our listeners about yourself and your amazing career journey and travels, as I know you're dialing in from the Netherlands, um, all leading up to your current role as External Relations Manager for Technology and Innovation at Shell.
1: Yeah, so I am one of those people, when you ask me where you're from, I don't know how to answer. Um, so don't ever ask me that question. Um, so I was born in Indonesia. Uh, my parents are both Indonesian, but changed their nationality before I was born. So I had a Dutch passport when I was born. And when I was three, we moved to Singapore. My dad had his own company. He started in Singapore. So we moved to Singapore. So I did my Dutch primary school in Singapore and my English secondary school. And when I was 17, I moved to Holland. Um, so I was already living alone in, in Holland. My sister was in Amsterdam. I was in The Hague. I finished school here. I went to university, but I actually studied nutrition. Mm-hmm. So I'm a dietitian by background and I retrained. Uh, to become a communications professional. Um, so I've been working for Shell now for 18 years, yeah. in different roles, um, in 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 different kind of internal and external um, roles within Shell. Um, Shell has given me a lot of opportunities to work on different projects, different countries as well. Um, so I've worked in in the Netherlands, in the UK, in Gabon, in Asia. And I also did a stint in Australia. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and right now, um, I'm the external relations manager for technology and innovation. So I look after our technology story globally, um, and I also look after our um, chief technology officer's um, corporate communications. Uh, so it's in a really interesting area to be in, mm-hmm. um, especially um, as we're transitioning in the um, in the energy. Challenge, yeah. um, technology plays a really big role. Um, mm. So, I am loving my job right now um, <laughs> because I can I can tell that story, the the technology story, and how important it is um, to find breakthroughs mm. for the energy transition.
0: Well, look, you have had such a fascinating story and career journey, and we're going to dig into different aspects of that as we go through. And like you said, then, about technology and innovation, I'm sure there's so many things people dialing in, listening in would love to know from you. So I'm going to ask you lots more exciting questions as we go through. So one of my main goals of the podcast, Steph, was to really share practical advice and inspirational stories to help other women accelerate their success and thrive in the world of business. Now, you've obviously had an extremely successful career and you've lived and worked in different cultures and different countries. So I'd love to know, what are some of your personal tips or strategies to help other women have a successful and fulfilling career on their terms?
1: Yeah, um, I think the first one um is to really focus on your strengths. Mm. So in in probably in, in in every company you have a development plan, uh, you look at your strengths, at your weaknesses or your improvement areas. Yeah. I actually never really looked at my improvement areas. Mm-hmm. I always looked at my strengths and to see how can I strengthen my strengths and yeah. how can I really use them to accelerate or become better. Mm -hmm. Um, And last year actually I did something called the Strength Finder from Gallup.
0: Yes, I've done it and that
1: validated um kind of why I was because I I was doing it kind of more instinctively and intuitively. Mm -hmm. um, And the Strength Finder kind of gave me some some kind of validation. It is the right path to follow. Um, And also, in the end, if you focus on your strengths, you're happier because you're doing things yeah. that you're good at and you perform better. Um, so that's one one piece of advice. So the the second piece of advice is, you know, don't let fear stop you. Um, so I found that fear is this little voice in your head that comes in and tells you to stop doing something or it uh, blocks you from kind of moving f- Moving on. Um, and I've learned that fear is actually kind of an unfulfilled emotion that just needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. And once you talk to that fear or um, you know grab the fear head on um, and, and see what what it's all about, then the fear disappears. And I found this, for instance, I had this great fear in past where um I wouldn't be financially stable. Mm. um in future yeah because of something that happened in 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 our family and i thought i would end up the same way as this person and that was my fear um and so and and i had a coach a few years ago that who helped me through the fear um and he said look you are living in scarcity because you think that's going to happen. Uh, So it might be a self-fulfilling prophecy, it might happen. But if you start thinking about in abundance, um, start kind of feeling the fear and, 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 and listening to it. And also he said, maybe it has a lesson for you. Listen to the fear, what's the lesson it needs to teach you? And as crazy as it might sound, doing that, um, as a practice every time I felt that fear and every time I would think okay why am I feeling this what's it here what why is it here what's it teaching me it has disappeared um, and and retraining your mind and I think mm-hmm. you told me that as well Shona it's yeah. such a powerful thing because mm-hmm. a lot of these voices in your head they are not real um, yeah. and you can rewire your Mind to think differently. Mm-hmm. And I felt that.
0: Well, I love both of those tips, Steph. And the first one you talked about, you know, focusing on your strengths. I so resonate with that. I try to live by that. I say that to my clients and my mentor and coaches have said that to me over the years. And there is, there's so much research now to say just what you said then, which is that old model of trying to, you know, just focusing on your weaknesses so much or trying to almost balance them out. That really doesn't work. Like we've all got natural strengths and that if you run with your natural strengths, like that's when you're going to hit your zone of genius. That's when you're really going to fly. And like you said, that's when you're going to have the most fun because you're doing the things that are kind of natural to you they're in your sweet spot they're probably easier and they're more enjoyable so I love that it was like with my podcast I was just like speaking is something I enjoyed doing this was a natural thing I wanted to do have these conversations right when I sit down to write it takes me more because it's not as just enjoyable for me like I'm a speaker for a living so speaking on a podcast was just the natural next step you know Yeah. Um, yeah so I love that for everyone listening you know Focus on your strengths more than your weaknesses. You mentioned the Gallup Strengths Finder. I can mention that in the links. There's lots of great, great, great research and books to support that. Um, And you're right around fear, Steph. It's so true. And for all of us, you know, we've got different things that have happened in our past and things that could be happening in the present, but that fear can really block us. It can hold us back. It can stop us from taking opportunities. And I love when you said then, you know, it's a little voice in your head and it wants attention. And, you know, what is the message that's bringing? Sometimes it's warning you of something, but often it's kind of something from the past that you really need to just kind of acknowledge and let go or work through or act in spite of it or talk to that, that voice. So, what is the message? How can you talk to that kind of, that part of you that needs reassurance? So, and, and again, that links back to the whole psychology of successful women, right? The mindset piece. And as you just said, fear then, Steph, it made me think pretty much every woman I've had on so far has talked about the fears and doubts. And one of the biggest things they've all said is that they have found a way to work with that and to take action in spite of that. So rather than listening to that voice and, and seeing it as a stop sign, you know, they've found their own way of working through that. So those two tips are fabulous and really practical tips for everyone listening. So thank you very much for sharing those. So building on the fear and the things you talked about then, you know, overcoming setbacks, overcoming challenges, dealing with these fears and self-doubts, you know, it's huge for all of us. And I know something that you and I have talked about previously was your journey to finding your authentic self and accepting that being different can be a good thing. So I'd love to talk a little bit about that with you. Could you share more with our listeners around that and your journey around that? Yeah, and
1: and it's still a journey right um you know i'm 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 in my 40s um i haven't found <laughs> the, the the place yet um so it's it's still a search um but i guess it it, it kind of goes back to my earlier life and and, and early career um to so my 20s you know, it, it was more around kind of career choices. Um, wh- what do I want in, in, in life? Um, also there was, you know, some, some issues from kind of my youth that I had to deal with. So that, those my twenties. Then in my thirties, um, my career was going well. Um, And the trigger to finding my true self was actually um, the passing of my dad. So I was in my early thirties. He passed away, um, and that triggered a lot of questions for me in terms of who am I, what do I want in life, um, and who and who am I? Because I realized at that point that I was doing a lot of things in my life, making choices in my life that my dad expected me to do, and of course I did it myself. He didn't put it on me. um, But I felt that I had to live up to these expectations that he he had a certain um, vision for me, and I was trying to um, fulfill that. Uh, And when he passed away, that kind of triggered a whole set of life questions for me. And I think that's when we connected Shona. It was just after his, when he passed away, because I didn't, I just didn't know who I was anymore. And, and I, and that, and, and that led me to finding my way um, to finding my true self. Um, It also triggered uh, my path to spirituality. So I started yoga. Mm -hmm. I did some coaching um, including with you Shona Um, because I had a lot of negative beliefs as well Mm. Um, I had built all these layers around me Um, and so first I had to find who I really was you know what's important to me what kind of person I am and then I had to accept that person and then finally love that person Um, and so I'm still on that journey uh, but it's quite clear to me who I am Um, I've kind of come to that acceptance phase and now it's kind of you know I just really loving myself as a person uh, in my personal life but also in in at work
0: Um,
1: because I also found that years ago I was a different person at work than at home Mm -hmm. and it was exhausting because I was trying to be someone else at work Um, and now the two have come together um and i'm you know showing up truly as myself at home and at work
0: well, first of all, thank you for sharing that really authentic story. Um, and there's lots of great nuggets in there that you shared. And I, I like that sense when you first of all said it's a journey. And I think that's a message I want to share with everyone listening in about everything we're kind of talking about, right? Because it's not like we ever completely get to an end point with a lot of these things. And especially when it comes to our identity and finding ourselves and who are we and all those really big questions, right? So I love that sense that it's a journey. It's not like a place, you know, you ever exactly get to. There's not a perfect end point. But I like that you sort of said I wrote three key words down. One, you kind of explored who you were, you know, and you asked those questions. And like you said, you had some coaching and all that kind of stuff and you went within. And then you had the sense of kind of finding who you were and working out what do I like? What do I want to be? What are the things I really want? and What are the things I don't want to do that maybe I'm doing based on past expectations or, you know, those sorts of things? And then the third bit around acceptance, right? And I think that is a huge thing for all of us, like getting to a point where you're like, I accept myself as I am. We all have strengths and development areas. We all have, you know, weaknesses and, you know, things that we might like to change. But that acceptance part is huge. Because like you said, it links in with happiness. It links in with you being able to act in an authentic way. It reduces, you know, that excess energy that we spend trying to be someone that we're not. And it gives other people permission to do the same. And I can say, Steph, having known you, like your authenticity oozes out of you. So I know that would just have a massive impact on other people, right? So thank you for sharing that. There's lots of gold nuggets in there. So building on that, Steph, you know, you're an inspirational leader to many people, both within and outside of Shell. And you've shared with me previously that one of your core values as a leader is compassion. And I really love this. And, you know, it really spoke to me when you said that. So could you tell us more about, you know, compassion being this key value of yours? Because I think it's just such an important topic at the moment for everyone listening in with everything that's happening in the world, with all of us going through so much change and challenge. Tell us more about compassion.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's compassion, empathy, kindness, Mm. and I think they're values that um, I was given by my mom. Um, yeah. she is probably the most compassionate and kind person I know. So she's the kind mm-hmm. of person who would bring food to her neighbor if she's yeah. sick, who would pick up her colleague from work and bring her back, you know. So, so she's kind of very much a giving mm. person. And I've kind of received that from her. Um, and, but i do believe that sometimes in the workplace it gets seen as a weakness rather than a strength yeah. um and i've you know i've i've i i hope i've always been kind <laughs> of a kind compassionate person
0: <laughs> uh, but i
1: haven't really used it as a um as a skill kind of um consciously sure. um um kind of impasse but the last few years I think and and this this, you know this this is linked to my journey right finding my authentic self um, finding what are my real values um how do I want to show up Mm. compassion is the one thing that I thought yeah but this is part of me so I I need to find a way to use it at work as well um so I've been Doing it quite consciously, um, using it in um, situations of conflict, yeah. um, just trying to defuse situations as well. Um, and even, you know, personally, so I have a four year old daughter mm. and raising a child is one of the most difficult things. <laughs> and i've been trying to learn how to become a more compassionate mother mm-hmm. even when my daughter is screaming on the floor you know angry <laughs> having a complete meltdown and yeah. approaching her with compassion is so much more helpful than yeah. tr- than escalating the whole situation where you are also kind of getting frustrated and and you know you're 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 at the at the end of the line. And but kind of changing that mindset and and being more compassionate, I've seen that that changes the way she reacts to me. Um, and kind of using it in the workplace, um, I've you know I've I've like I said been using it in conflict situations. But I have to say, in some settings, some office cultures, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um because it is still seen as a weakness. Mm. Um they just don't understand you and then um and I've found if I'm in that situation I is I can't be myself. Yeah. Um because it's like they're not accepting who I am and how yeah. I am approaching different things. Yeah. Um so I've I've been in those situations as well. Um and they haven't been very pleasant.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's a really great point around compassion. I personally agree with you. I think it's such a powerful strength. And I love the way you said, you know, you consciously choose to be compassionate because it's not always easy, right? But you're choosing to embody that. And as you and I have spoken about before, you know, energy is contagious. So when you bring that, like you said, to environments where people are in conflict or people are stressed or people are anxious, the ripple effects that that can have are enormous. Now, if you do end up in a situation where that's not resonating and some environments, unfortunately, might still not be open to that, then that links to looping back to what you said earlier about the importance for all of us of finding environments that allow us to be our authentic selves and that allow us to bring all of ourselves to work and to, you know, live by the values that are really important to us. And not every place is right for each, you know what I mean? Like all of us have to yeah. find the place where we yeah. can be that. And I really commend you on finding a place and you found that place where people really value that and respect that. And, and you know, you ooze that in your work life and also at home with your daughter. So thank you for sharing that. I think it's a really powerful value. And like you said underestimated in some environments, but I think more and more people are realising, like you said, it links with empathy, it links with active listening, it links with trust, it links with respect, it links with all of these things that we're all sort of saying. Everyone's saying they want more of that, but you can't have that without compassion, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So hindsight is a great thing, Steph, and we've already talked a few things sort of, you know, when you were younger and things like that. So when you look back at your fabulous career If I said to you, you know, what's one piece of advice that you'd love to give your younger self, what would you say to her?
1: I would say being you is enough.
0: Oh, such a great Um,
1: statement. You know, uh, because like I said, I was always trying to be you know, fulfilling perhaps someone else's um view about me or or trying to be someone else, trying to be the perfect sister, perfect daughter, mm. perfect partner, um, perfect employee. And it and it doesn't exist, right? The yeah. perfect person doesn't exist. And just being you is enough because yeah. every person is unique. Every person has strengths and weaknesses, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, so I wish I had known that because I just spent so much energy, um, you know, just not being my authentic self, um, but not knowing it at the time. Yeah, Uh, I was just trying to do the best I thought I was at the time. But just looking back, um, yeah, I I wish, I think people had told me, my sister had told me a few times, but just didn't come in. Um, I just didn't get it Um, Mm. but I absolutely get it now
0: and I'm sure a lot of people listening in like I'm nodding with you Steph I reckon loads and loads of people are probably going yep I heard it too but it took a while for it to land And, and like you said it's hard right it's hard we all want to fit in and there's so many I know a lot of people who've said they listen to the podcast are like these high achieving perfectionists right and there is no such thing as perfection so that sense of accepting yourself warts and all kind of you know with your weaknesses with your you know um issues and challenges and all that kind of stuff but being you is enough that's a really, really and, and, and loving
1: one. loving yourself for being you yeah um, and that All the parts of you, right? All the parts, every single piece, physically, everything.
0: Yeah. And would you agree, because I found this in my own life and a lot of my clients say this to me, you know, when we do accept ourselves as being enough, that is when other people accept us as being enough. So it's kind of that cosmic joke, right? right? Yeah. Like when we don't feel enough, we attract situations and other people who also then treat us like we're not enough. But when we finally get that sense of, you know what, I'm just comfortable in my own skin. I'm accepting all the different parts of me. This is what I am. And maybe not everyone's going to get it, but I'm just going to keep being real, you know, and authentic. Then then other people tend to accept you because you've got that self-acceptance. Yeah. So it's funny yeah, how people agree. start to mirror that, you know, that we have within ourselves. Yeah. Um, so linked to that question, Steph, you know, at Shell with all the coaching and training and, and all those sorts of things you've done, I'm sure you've also received lots of advice and mentoring over the years. Is there one piece of standout advice you've you've received in your career or just, a, you know, a great piece that you refer back to or think about?
1: Yeah, this 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 wasn't a specific a career advice, but it was a bit of an aha moment for me. Sure, yeah.
0: Um,
1: so Shell is an engineering company. Um. Mm-hmm. And I was at a workshop years ago, and they were asking us, you know, do you see yourself as, you know, what shape do you see yourself? <laughs> <laughs> and kind of all, all the men in the room, or even women who are engineers, they're all drew squares. Yeah. And I was kind of the only one as a circle, you know, <laughs> softer, social, empathy, you know, all the kind of softer characteristics. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I am, soft. And I have to say, I've worked for Shell for 18 years and I always felt different because mm. I was the circle in the square, yeah. Yeah. um, industry square company. And, you know, th- there were a few times when I thought, sh- should I really be working in this company? Mm. Should I look for something else? Um, do I have a place in this company? Mm. And it was only really recent, maybe. Two to three years ago, it was a ten-minute chat with a senior leader uh, who was who I was working for uh, at the time, Um, and he was just asking how I was doing. um, And it was really a time where I was thinking to leave Shell because of this circle square situation. (laughs) I thought I I I think I need to go, Uh, and he asked me how 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 are you doing um do you ever feel at home at shell he was very specific in his questioning Mm. and i was like actually i i don't because i feel like i'm always thinking differently and Mm. and i am different and he said steph we all think alike kind of we're all square they are square thinkers we need people like you to Mm. challenge us and to see the different things um and it was such an aha moment in my career. No one had ever said that to me. And it was kind of him giving me permission. It's okay to be yourself. Um, you know, and, and, and we do appreciate your different way of thinking. Whereas I always felt that thinking differently was a bad thing. Um, cause I had to think the same and mm. he, get, he, and that has, that gave me a lot of confidence, um, permission to be myself. Um, and, and, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm quite an introvert person. Yep. I don't really speak up unless I have something to say. Um, I'm kind of more confident now to do say or, or do challenge. Um, if I hear something that I'm not, um, I don't agree with or or I have different thoughts. Yeah. um, so that to me was such a big aha moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll always be thankful for that ten minute chat I had
0: with him. Well, how cool that he actually said that to you, right? That he, like you said, he gave you that permission. And I think that's really powerful because it's that sense of you don't have to, we all don't have to just fit in, you know, those different perspectives, yeah. those those thoughts that challenge people, the behaviors, all those sorts of things. That's what leads to innovation and, you know, new ways of thinking and that the whole diversity and inclusion, different ways of thought, challenging the status quo, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. that's a fabulous piece of advice and again I'm sure yeah. a lot of people listening in think you know it's okay to be yourself it's such a great point yeah so my my final question for you Steph um do you have an inspirational quote or a guiding principle or something you tell yourself when you're faced with the challenge that you'd love to leave our listeners with um so two I think two things
1: always come back to me in different situations mm-hmm. so when I'm very disappointed about something that didn't happen i always think about the dalai lama uh, quote where he says remember that sometimes not getting what you want mm. is a wonderful stroke of luck um because i do believe everyone has his own path yeah and i you know and that i should just trust that process mm. and, and 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 trust everything that's coming Um, And then I always give myself kind of a day to dwell on my disappointment and then I move on. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, it's fine. The other thing kind of in in times where where things seem never ending or you're in a situation that you don't find hopeful. Mm -hmm. What I've learned is, you know, everything passes. Mm -hmm. Everything passes and try to visualize the situation where even the, even if it's really bad it it will pass and try to yeah. visualize it in better days um how it feels like how it looks like um because i find that if i do that it helps me get through mm. um get through a bad patch or yeah. um you know bad times Yep. Yeah.
0: Two really powerful points, Steph. I love the first one around trust and the Dalai Lama. You know, and it is sometimes, sometimes you, the only choice we have is to kind of trust you know? Um, and that sense about everything gets, you know, everything changes, everything will pass. I think that's a powerful point. And I've read that in a lot of the psychology sort of stuff and stuff around resilience. And I know in my own experience, you know, when I had some big surgeries in the past, sometimes I really just had to say like how you're feeling today, it's going to be a little bit better tomorrow. And I know tomorrow, with a lot of my exactly. clients at the moment, yeah. going through yeah. some horrendous things with COVID yeah. and family stuff, You just have to have that trust and that faith of it will get better. Everything sort of changes. Nothing stays the same. And, you know, it might feel a little bit better tomorrow and then a little bit better tomorrow. So
1: two,
0: two really powerful points to end on. Well, look, Steph, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your authenticity and your stories and your tips to help other women dialing in have an amazing career. I always enjoy our conversations and I really look forward to catching up again soon. So thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you, Shona, and thanks for having me. I've really loved it.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button or go to psychologyofsuccessfulwomen.com to download our free ebook and access a bunch of other resources. See you on the next episode.